welcome to Lifestyle Solopreneur, the community for entrepreneurs who put lifestyle first. Join your host, Flavia Barris, as she interviews successful lifestyle solopreneurs and shares ideas to help you find the perfect balance between lifestyle, business, and self. Flavia is an attorney, marketing expert, and founder of several online academies. She's been featured in major media, including BBC World News, The Wall Street Journal, The New York Post, ESPN Television, and more. Join us for this episode of Lifestyle Solopreneur. Lifestyle Solopreneurs, today we get to speak with John Chisholm. He is a longtime music business executive, songwriter, performer, author, blogger, entrepreneur, and creative coach. With a career spanning over 40 years, John knows how to draw the best out of songwriters, artists, team members, and all the people around him. For John, helping people break free from their self-imposed boundaries comes naturally, flowing from his own life's struggles as he's learned to survive and thrive throughout each decade of his highly creative life. Welcome to the show, John. Hey, Flavia and everybody. It's so good to be here. Thank you for this invitation. It is great to have you because you're just one of those people that has this energy that is just like, it's an experience just to hang out with you, I have to say. And (laughs) I love, love, love that you're an artist. You work in creative because a lot of us entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, it's more about just business and not necessarily art. And you get to do both, but you didn't always have this sort of combo of business and art. Back in the day, your life was very different. How did it go for you from getting from there to where you are today? Oh my goodness. That is a wonderful question and one that I love to get into. Now, what you said earlier that my energy, I I don't know, it's, it's like that could be taken Either way, to have an interesting energy, but hopefully it's very positive and uplifting. <laughs> but you it's absolutely positive. <laughs> you have that as well. And I love hanging out with entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and people who are really seeking to make a difference in the world. And that's something that I was doing in the arts for the last 40 years. I grew up in a very musical family. I grew up in the South. I have grits for brains. And if you don't know what grits are, you've got to go look them up. But it's a corn product, just for a little hint there. It's a breakfast cereal, but it's very famous down here in the South. But I'm a very Southern gentleman. I, I know it's not politically correct, but I still open doors for people. And just kindness is a virtue to me. And I love that. And I I hope that comes across in my energy because I think we need a lot more kindness in the world. But I grew up in a Southern family in Memphis, Tennessee. And when I was a young guy at about 16 years old, I started voice lessons in the opera department at what is now the University of Memphis. And I thought I was headed into an operatic career. And That did not work out, but I learned a whole lot in in that season of my life. But I was very musically gifted because of my family. My mom actually played harmonica and keyboards, and my dad played every stringed instrument known to God and man. He played, he was a flat-picking guitarist. He played banjo, and I'm not talking about a fake banjo. I'm talking about a claw-hammered banjo, and they were from South Alabama. They were in the rural deal. They grew up in the country and my grandfather was a sharecropper and it was just a rich, that deep, way Southern kind of thing. But dad played mandolin 
Uh, he played fiddle, and they would sing a little bit and play community centers around Memphis. So I grew up in in music, and my musical childhood was everything from Flat and Scruggs bluegrass to Maulers to symphonic music, and we used to listen to. Jethro Tull and Emerson Lake and Palmer and Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Muddy Waters, who was a, a Memphian, the Johnny and Edgar Winters. This was some pretty hardcore music that I grew up on. And I never dreamed that I would wind up with a 40-year music career, but that's actually what happened. I moved to Nashville with my young bride 43 years ago. And we had, I actually had a job lined up at the time. And I'm going to go into too much backstory, Flavia, because it's just way too much. But wound up moving here to take a job and it fell through. And my sweet little wife, who she's still with me, she still loves me most days, I think. But <laughs> she, <laughs> we, we had 40 bucks and no place to live. And I, we wound up couch surfing before that was a thing, before there was Airbnb. And gosh, I wish I had, had uh, thought of that idea. But anyway, I wound up meeting some people in the music business. And I didn't know that they were important people, but they listened to a couple of my fledgling little songs. And they actually gave me the chance to write for their company. And they signed me to a publishing contract. And I had 20 songs recorded in my first year, which is like, even by today's standards, is unbelievable. But I would throw newspapers out of my car window at three in the morning to make 60 bucks a week. I did odd jobs. And then I would write every night. They introduced me to different songwriters around town, people that were way ahead of me. And I was good at coming up with ideas, but I had to learn how to craft songs because you could have ideas all day long, but if you don't really know how to craft them into something that's pro level, you're not going to get heard. But I learned quickly. And I like to say I was just sharp enough to stick in the ground and green enough to grow. And I wound up getting those 20 songs recorded my first year. And so these publishing people saw how aggressive I was. I, when I saw an open door, I'd run through it. I wouldn't walk through it. Man, I would run. And so I wrote every night of the week. My precious little wife was a, a music business widow during that time. But they saw my aggression and my drive to do this. And they hired me to be a publisher. I didn't even have an undergrad at that time. I wound up eventually getting a master's. Uh, when I, I got my undergrad when I was 48 years old and my master's when I was 50, just, wow. to prove, just to prove something, I think. But they hired me to be a publisher. And this was back in the mid 80s. And I wound up working my way up to vice president of publishing and managing writers. And I went on from there to another large company. And I was managing 18 full-time songwriters, working on over 200 pieces of commercial products, and just established myself over these years as a songwriter. I've had over 400 songs of my own published and managing a bunch of writers and I now am in my ninth year of having a faith-based song coaching company called Nashville Christian Songwriters. You can go to NashvilleChristianSongwriters.com and read all about us. And so I am now celebrating, I guess I'm in my 41st year 
I'm 98 years old. I'm well-preserved. I have, I take, no, I'm just kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> That's just a joke. But no, I'm definitely one of those veteran guys that's been around a while and I've done it all. But I look back and I, it, it's amazing to see all the serendipitous kinds of connections that were made. And now I'm having the opportunity. I, I like to say it this way, Flavia, I believe that I'm in a, a, my greatest season. I believe I'm in convergence where everything that I've learned through these decades of being involved with the music business, everything from songwriting to working with artists, to the publishing administration. At one point when I was at the larger company, I was managing 40, 50 different people with 18 full-time songwriters. I had 20 people in my department in the song publishing and the copyright area. And I was also managing all of the products. So it, it was a pretty serious operation. But now in my ninth year with my company, I believe that I'm calling upon everything that ever got put into me. And I, maybe your listeners and, and you yourself can, because you're incredibly diverse in what you do from being an attorney to your real estate development, to your coaching, to everything that you do, you're calling on a, upon a lot of different seasons in your life as well of encouraging people, your coaching years, cheerleading years. And so I, I know that you can relate to this and probably everyone listening that th there's so much that we've learned along the way. And when we can be in a season where we're firing on all pistons, if I can use that analogy. I feel like I'm there. I'm having to draw on not only the creative arts, but I think I could teach a whole master's level course in marketing because I've had to learn how to sell all this. And yeah, so that's what got me here was just years and years of kind of the school of hard knocks, specifically my company over these nine years. I went through a deja vu about nine years ago, when I left a company, it was not a music business company, it was a faith-based organization, but I had a pretty big train wreck with some of the powers that be, and I was the guy that left, and at 58 years old, I found myself starting over, and I was the reluctant entrepreneur, and that's what got me to start my own company, and I'm going to take a breath and see, I, I don't want, I can talk for about 98 minutes straight about this, so my wife says I can't put two two sentences together unless I'm talking about songwriting. So did, did that kind of make sense, getting us, us up to the present moment of how it I got It did, it did. And don't worry, I'm not going to ask you to demonstrate any songs or singing, although I, I love singing and listening. Um, <laughs> we can do that too. I, I will ask you, what's like an average today, right? Because I know you've had, as you said, many different sort of stages in your career and what you did and have done. But today, what does your work life look like? So give us an average week in your life right now. How much are you doing as far as how much coaching relative to songwriting, relative to just managing a business? Where's your time spent these days? I am a very ambitious and driven person. So I put a lot into my company and I don't think I would still be here into my ninth year had I not been that kind of person. And, and I also have to say, and I imagine that it's this way for you, I love what I do. And I feel that this is my 
reason to even be on the planet. I've, I'm totally geared for this. I'm geared for encouraging people. And that's why I love the coaching aspect. I would say that probably at least 50% of what I have to do in any given week is figure out marketing. And the way I look at marketing, I believe that marketing is the price I pay to win the right to serve people. Because I probably have pretty close to a, I don't know, I'm pulling this statistic out of the air, but over all these years, serving hundreds and hundreds of premium coaching clients, I would say that there are probably two that had a bad experience and that was because they weren't a good fit and I shouldn't have signed them to begin with. And that was my mistake, but I have a pretty high rate of satisfaction. So the coaching part's great. So I spend so much of my time trying to figure out email, social media, Facebook advertising, Instagram, just content. And what I believe I have to do in order to win the right to serve people I think in the end, it's a very positive thing. I used to look at marketing as probably the suckiest thing I had to do. That, <laughs> that, am I right about that? It's, it's hard, but I, that script has been flipped a bit for me to where it's, no, this is what I get to do. I get to let people know in more and more creative ways how I can serve them. And it's never a bait and switch. It's never promising the moon and delivering a, a, a clod of dirt or something is no, I'm very honest, very transparent. I do talk about their dreams. I do talk about their aspirations because unlike some people who are in the space of teaching you how to make money, I actually teach people how to fulfill a dream. And I don't sell dreams, but I serve dreams. And I've had to learn that. So over these eight full years, I've had to learn how to do this. Let me tell you a really funny story. When I first started Nashville Christian Songwriters, I thought it was all about me. And my first website, I would be ashamed for anybody to, be, to see because it was like, hi, I'm John Chisholm and I've been in the music business since before Jesus. And I've, been, I've done this and I was VP of that and I've got all these songs recorded and I've done records and I've traveled and don't you want to work with me? And it was like crickets. And so I, it took me a year of almost dying before I realized, wait a minute, I'm telling the wrong story here. I need to be able to think about my audience. And it's, so I had to flip the script. Hey, are you an aspiring songwriter or artist, but you don't know how it works? I've walked this road and I can share some things that are valuable if that's what you want. And I had to learn the old Dale Carnegie thing to, to speak in terms of listener's interest. I had to learn how to not foist myself on people. And I wasn't the hero, in other words. I had to turn it to be like, you're the hero. You're the one who has this dream. I've lived the dream that you want. And so here, let me just share. Let me be your coach. Let me be your Yoda. A little bit. Maybe I'm baby Yoda, but do uh, <laughs> you know what I mean, Flavia? I don't know if that's been your experience, but that's what I had to figure out. And there's people sitting out there who have a passion for music in general, right? They musical people, but they're stuck somewhere 
in the corporate grind in a cubicle doing something that's completely not related to their true passion, which would be music. So help us navigate a little bit the industry of music entrepreneurship or making a living in the world of music. Is it the kind of industry where you have to have already connections and know the right people? Is it more of a networking way to get in? Or is it the kind of industry where you just have to have a clearly defined path, but you don't necessarily have to know all the players first? Because I'm sure there's different things you can do in music. You can either be the voice that's singing, you could be the songwriter, you could be both, you could just work behind the scenes with artists. And there's so many different ways where music can be your career, can be your life. But for a lot of people, I think it's probably, it's not transparent. And it doesn't seem like the kind of industry that welcomes people with open arms, because everyone thinks about the starving actors who move to Los Angeles trying to make it big. And they end up Uh, just waiting tables for 20 years, never making it into that dream of acting. So what is it like in music? Help us navigate. I think that's a wonderful question. And over these eight years, I I have created not only blogs and free material and our podcast, Song Revolution with John Chisholm, we have 185 episodes and it's been a very popular songwriting podcast. But along with that, I've created three premium paid programs. And over the last few years, Flavia, I've had to incorporate everything you just mentioned because I started because my primary passion is songwriting. And I've recorded a bunch of albums and a bunch of music in in my whole uh, career as well. But my first love is songwriting. And so I, I just wanted to do that. I'm like, leave the record business alone, leave the production and the publishing and all that. I didn't just didn't want to do it. And over these last, I would say four years, specifically, I realized that if I was going to keep up with the times and be a viable company, I was going to have to add the type of educational tools and resources that would help someone who feels the desire to be an artist of sorts in whatever genre. It doesn't have to be faith-based at all because these, these principles and insights apply to any kind of music these days, right? I realized that I had to add programs and coaching that would help them understand what it means to build a platform. Because it used to be, okay, the old paradigm is that you, if you were this talented waitress and you could sing your little guts out, and, but you were just undiscovered, if you did a talent show or your mom sent a tape in, a cassette tape or something to a Nashville record label and they heard you and then they saw that you were young and beautiful and you had all the qualities of a a star, then they would put millions of dollars into what was called breaking you. And that sounds terrible, but what they mean is breaking you into the public arena as an artist. That's the old paradigm. And that's the one that everybody thinks, okay, I'm so talented And if someone, if the network, if I just knew the right people in Nashville, then one day I would see this big black limousine come across the hill at the end of my street and pull up in front of my house and they would get out with roses and a red carpet. And then I would suddenly be on the CMA awards. But that's the old paradigm. It doesn't exist any longer. And what changed all that is digitalization, of course. And everyone listening now 
is standing on a level playing field when it comes to publishing, when it comes to getting your songs heard. Now, if your songs suck, you're not going to get much attention. But the record labels now, the, the, they've taken a lower place in the food chain, if you will. And you now have in your hand all the publishing, promotion, production power that you could ever need. And it's really crazy. What used to take 30 to 50 people in a record and, and publishing company to accomplish, you can now do with your stinking cell phone. And so we teach a lot about that because in the end, the record labels, they're in, it's only in rare instances that they break an artist anymore. What they do is they look for people who are out in the world making noise. In fact, I had a VP of publishing Chad Segura. He's from Centricity Music, which is one of the most successful labels here in town. And they represent people like Need to Breathe and Lauren Daigle and other people. And Chad's a good friend of mine. And he was on one of my podcasts recently. And he said, stop sending me your songs. Make enough noise where you are and I will find you. And that's the model, Flavia. They're looking for people who are already out there making a bunch of noise and then they go chase that person. And so what we teach in our programs, we have an artist development program, and what we teach in that program specifically is how to make the noise. And you got to be talented. You got to have something to offer the world. We, we can't give you more talent than God did. I mean, you, you're, you're born with it or you're not. You can develop talents, but if you don't have any to develop or you're, maybe you need to go do something else. But if you have some initial talent to work with, then we work with you to help understand, help you understand how to find your voice as an artist, how to write the songs. We work with you on the songs, how to get produced the way that's going to showcase your talent, and then how to build your platform as an artist where you have the chance to be noticed. Now, let me just be quick to say, you don't really need a record label anymore. If you're really smart, if you're entrepreneurial, if you're willing to put in the effort that, and you have some talent, you can build everything that a record label would build for you in these digital times of ours. So it, it's really a, a whole other world and one that we've had to adapt to. And I think it's really broadened our company. And our, our artist development program this year is just gone crazy. I've worked with a bluegrass artist. I've worked with a contemporary Christian artist. I've worked with a group of young people that are in their 20s who are seeking to make an impact with their songwriting. And I've worked with a 67-year-old songwriter who always dreamed of being a songwriter, and we're getting her songs out in the, the public arena. So it's really exciting, and people want this. It's just amazing. So I'm glad, we, all that to say, I'm glad we've added this dimension, and I hope that's shed some light on how it works to some of the listeners. But it, it's very democratic these days, actually, which is a nice flip. I love it. I love it. And I love that you said you no longer have to just sit around and hope you get chosen. It's right, right. very much people now can create their own fan base, their own celebrity, their own brand, their own yeah, fame. It's great. I It works the same way these days compared to the old days in publishing too. Someone wants to be an author. You no longer have to just limit yourself to sending out proposals to all the book agents and hope one picks you up and 
that they promote you to some publishers and then you get a book deal. A lot of authors right now are skipping that and saying, I can build my own audience. I can sell this book. I can promote it. I can market it. And you're right, because of technology and social media and the way YouTube, all the things, we we now have so many avenues available to us to talk out there with people that resonate to find our tribe. 100%. And I love what you just said, tribe. And there's a wonderful book. It's a new Bible of independent music making, and it's called How to Make It in the New Music Business. And it's by a guy named Ari, A-R-I, Herstand. And I highly recommend it. I don't sell them, but it's the new Bible in a way for independent musicians and artists and songwriters and bands and anybody interested in that. It's a thick book, like 300 pages or more, but it covers everything soup to nuts on how the entire new music business operates, as I was describing earlier. So this is a great reference book for you. I know you help a lot of people, not just through your paid coaching, but you also have so many resources that you put out there into the world. Where can someone go to connect with you to learn more about what you're up to and to access these great resources? NashvilleChristianSongwriters.com. And we have blogs, how to copyright your song articles. We have free webinars. We have workshops. We have uh, my podcast is parked there and also on wherever you stream podcasts. And it's called Song Revolution. And you can read about our programs and all of that. I, I recommend the podcast for sure. And even if you're not faith-based, you don't have to be a professing Christian to really benefit from my resources. We're not religious in that sense, so you don't have to worry about anything like that. But we definitely lay it all out there. We talk about marketing your music. We talk about finding your niche and really finding your voice and being who you're supposed to be, how you're supposed to show up in the world. So NashvilleChristianSongwriters.com. John, thank you for all that you put out into the world and for just being that light and helping and mentoring so many achieve their dreams and goals and live their passion. So thank you for not only what you do, but for spending your time with us today. You're welcome, Flavia. And I wish everyone well. And I forgot to mention johnchism.com. You can also go there if you're interested in any of my other personal kind of coaching. But Flavia, this has been delightful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us and I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And if you leave a review on iTunes, I promise I will read every single review. If you know someone who makes a full-time living from part-time work, and maybe this is you, please visit lifestylesolopreneur.com to nominate a guest or to nominate yourself. Because remember this, money doesn't buy happiness. But money in the hands of a happy person, there is no greater tool. Today's episode was brought to you by the Get Shift Done program. It's a lifestyle-changing online class to help you define your business and lifestyle ambitions and to set goals in a way you've never experienced before. This class will 10x your daily productivity with methods that will blow your mind. And if you use the coupon code podcast, the class tuition is 99% off. Visit GetShiftDone.com to enroll today.